Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas. The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning, and welcome to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Thank you so much for the wonderful introduction, and good morning, and welcome to the October 2nd edition of the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show. Here are the topics that will be discussed during this week's edition. The former president also insulted the GOP Senate leader's wife, Elaine Chao, in the post. Former President Donald Trump on Friday night resorted to violent rhetoric once more as he suggested Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, RKY, has a death wish for supporting Democrat-sponsored bills. So many of you know so much about this as well, and you're committed. And I want to thank all of you here for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? New developments in the controversy involving Brett Favre. His charity, Favre for Hope, donated more than 130000 to the University of Southern Mississippi Athletic Foundation from 2018 to 2020. That, according to tax records obtained by ESPN. During the same period, Favre was trying to raise money for a new volleyball stadium at Southern Miss, where he played football, and his daughter was on the volleyball team. Online radio at its best. Psalm 46, verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. There is something about stillness. And I believe that this verse is calling us to be still before the Lord because we need to direct all of our attention, all of our focus on the Lord. And if you really think about it, when the Bible says, be still and know that I am God, it's really telling you to stop everything you're doing. Stop worrying. Stop fighting. Stop resisting and start yielding to God. Start listening to God. You see, when you spend time getting to know the Lord, When you spend time in the presence of Jesus Christ, you will truly be transformed. And I encourage you to desire and hunger for these types of rich encounters in the presence of God. Because it's only in those one-to-one intimate encounters that each of us can get a personal revelation of who God truly is. 
It's only in those one-to-one intimate encounters that each of us can be empowered and filled with courage. The courage to face the world and stand up for Christ. The courage to stand up to the devil and declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. The prophet Isaiah received a revelation that should inspire all of us to recognize God for who he truly is. Listen carefully to what Isaiah 45 verse 2 to 7 says. I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places, that you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name, am the God of Israel. For Jacob my servant's sake, and Israel my elect, I have even called you by your name. I have named you, though you have not known me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. There is no God besides me. I will gird you, though you have not known me, that they may know from the rising of the sun to its setting that there is none besides me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create calamity. I, the Lord, do all these things. Seven eight five zero one two seven two is the call-in number. Welcome into the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Of course, I'm Jay. Thank you so much for spending a portion of your Sunday with us. And I never share the stage by myself. Uh, Big Sis Vanessa's in the house. Mr. Elias is in the house as well. Without any further ado, let me bring in my fam. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you doing on this beautiful Sunday? Good morning. It's just beautiful here in Houston today. It's a beautiful Sunday. Good morning, everybody. Miss Joe. Missed you, too. Can't wait to hear about it. Of course, the man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S is in the building as well. Good morning, Mr. Elias. How are you, sir? Well, good morning, good morning, good morning to you, and good morning, Nessa, good morning, Kathleen, good morning, Rich Sister, good morning, Momo B. Good morning, the real day. Good morning, Mary and the music. Good morning, Kathleen. And good morning, my brother Hawk. And good morning, my brother Jerome. Good morning, sir. Good morning, good morning. 347 is that calling number. First of all, thoughts and prayers to all the people uh, who are and who were affected by this just terrible uh, hurricane that hit Florida. Our thoughts and prayers are with you. Um, you know, I know some people in that area. I've reached out to them. Thank God they're okay. Uh, I don't know if you guys have any contact in the Florida area, but just real quick, Vanessa, give me your thoughts on what's going on in Florida and, uh, you know, your thoughts on this whole uh, hurricane. Wow. Cat 4. My heart goes out to those people because the ones in Fort Myers, um, their houses are totally gone. The whole neighborhood is totally gone. There were some areas where I saw yachts were in people's front yard and people's travel trailers was in people's houses that were smashed. I mean, it's unbelievable to see it and to be so close to us. 
what we go through, Jay, was just a trip to me. It was like, wow, that could happen to us. But um, my yeah. heart goes out to them and prayers to them, prayers to those people. Absolutely. Watching some of the images here on TV as we speak. Mr. Elias, may your thoughts. Look, man, as you know, I, we only got the remnants of Hurricane Ike here in 2008. And my God, man, that, you know, just to imagine those people having to live through that, my heart goes out to them. Because, you know, man, I, that, those hurricanes, there's nothing you can do to stop them. And it's just, it's, at my heart bleeds for those people, man. Anytime you lose, you know, something you worked your entire life to get, and just, it's gone in seconds, man. I just, that my heart bleeds for those people, man. It does. Yeah. And, and, you know, you said there's nothing you can really do to stop them. Well, you know, there's things you can do that can decrease the intensity of these uh, particular storms, and it's called global warming. Uh, pay attention. Uh, you're right, Mr. Elias. Uh, the devastation down there is just something that it looks like a war zone. Uh, and if you blink or look at it real quickly, you would think you're watching pictures from Ukraine. That's how bad it is uh, in Florida. Uh, but the other part of this thing that really, and I know some people may not be happy with what I'm about to say, but for those people who decide to ride these things out, shame on you. Because the bottom line is, if you are in a situation where you can't leave, that's a, that's a, that's a different story. But you folks that can leave, and you decide to ride these things out, then you find yourself in distress and peril, then what do you do? You call people to try to come and save you. So you're putting others in harm's way because you don't make the decision to leave. I know people here in Texas, when it says Cat 4, Vanessa, I'm on I-10. I-10. I'm gone. I don't care if it takes me two days to get to San Antonio. I'm out of here. But there are people that just stay in and, hey, I'm going to ride it out. Okay. No problem. I don't want to be on the highway that long. Okay, no problem. Do what you have to do. So thoughts and <laughs> prayers to all those people. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Thoughts and prayers to those people who are affected by this. And uh, just think about others when you decide to make that decision to stay in, you know, and put yourself and your family in harm's way, but then you're putting other people in harm's way who really and truly don't deserve that. Now, Vanessa, I know, uh, you know, there's been – um, an issue, you know, a tragedy in your situation, in your life, a person that you know passed away. You want to uh, send some thoughts and prayers out for that individual and his family? I, I do. I do. You know, this is, October is National Cancer Month. And there was somebody that was at my party that I thought maybe he would be here until Christmas, but, you know, God is the one that's in control. And he was rolling around on his in his cart his scooter like I have one when I'm on vacation and he loved fishing and so we were all out there fishing with him and talking and laughing with him and his wife was filming him so she said you know this might be your last time getting to come out here and fish because I don't like fishing mm-hmm. and you know he passed away on Friday and she is my best friend and it has mm-hmm. just been very very hard for me I mean for me because of her. So you can yeah. know that somebody has cancer and that they're going to die. But when they close their eyes and leave you yes. and you're yes. there for their last breath, yes. that's a whole nother ball game right there. So my heart yes. goes out to my friend Sharon, to the family. It goes out to those of you 
at the sound of my voice that have lost family to cancer. Like I lost my mom and she didn't want to be treated. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, and there was somebody else at the party and I have to show y'all a picture. He has uh, stage four and he looks fine. He has stage four cancer. He's in remission. Uh, but you know, you just have to take it one day, one month, one week at a time. So please be in prayer for me to have the strength to hold her up. Hold her yeah. up. So she stayed in the house last night by herself and I woke up and called her to make sure she was okay. But God is in control. Thank you, Jack. For Absolutely. Oh, well, listen, without a doubt, you know, uh, I, I don't remember meeting him, to be honest with you, uh, but, you know, my thoughts and prayers goes out to his family as well. And sometimes when we say thoughts and prayers, people say, oh, that's, you know, everybody says that. You're right. I mean, everyone does say that. But, you know, uh, as far as I'm concerned, if a Christian sends thoughts and prayers uh, for me, I think we get priority uh, calling. I think God says, hey, guess what? Amen. It's real, it's authentic, Amen. and we're going to bring it there. So, yeah, everybody can say it, but not everybody means it right right not the way or it doesn't have the weight behind when you know those who believe in the father we start to show off every sunday with prayers because we believe in it some folks have said hey you know you shouldn't be doing that well guess what we're going to do us we're going to give it up to the father you believe who you want to believe i believe that you know the, my father is the one that wakes me up every morning and lets me go to sleep at night and guess what he gets all the glory from me mr elias man any thoughts on the brother that uh apparently you met him at uh the uh Glamping yeah, event. Uh, any thoughts or prayers yeah. for his family? If you if you remember, he was sitting he was sitting right next to Vanessa's uh, brother-in-law that was that was uh, uh, going for the crabs and the uh, they, 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 he said the crab got the crab got away from him in that basket. Yeah, uh, I remember meeting this, this young man. Huh? I miss seeing that. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. So I, I remember seeing this young man, and it, it, it's just anytime, anytime you lose someone, it's disheartening, man. It is. It is. It's just bad, yeah, man. Sure. And you know, to really just deal with that kind of thing, you know, and cancer it, it, is. It's really bad. I lost my brother to cancer. I lost my my yeah. my brother right next to me to cancer. So that's mm-hmm. it's a horrible thing, man. Yeah, and like Vanessa said, even though you know that uh, the expiration date is near, it's still the fact that when it happens, because deep, deep down inside, I believe that a person, you know what the doctors tell you, but you have faith and you continue to pray and you say to yourself, there's a, there's a possibility that they may, that's where the shock comes in, even though you know it's about to happen. But there's a part of you that hopes that deep down inside, that there's a miracle out there. And uh, mm-hmm. so when it happens, uh, I still think that that's where, you know, folks are like, oh, my God, you know, it's a shock, even though you know it's on its, on its way. So, you know, thoughts and prayers to his wife. And, you know, when, when people are, you know, the woman is the rib. And at the end of the day, when you lose a piece of you, it hurts. And now she's beginning a journey that she's never uh, began uh, after she met that man for the first time. So, you know, once again, thoughts and prayers to her. Uh, we also lost a big name, uh, a big name celebrity, Miss Elias, Coolio, fifty-nine, yeah. gone. Well, Shocking! I, 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 didn't see that one yeah. coming. I didn't either. 
I wonder what happened to him, but I, I didn't see it coming either. So, wow. That was, and he was found dead on a friend's floor. Um, and a Julio, if you, yeah, if you don't remember him, he's the one that made the song. He made one of the he made the hit song on the soundtrack. A date was a dangerous minds. That was the name yeah, of the movie. Uh, Gangsters Paradise. Paradise. Uh, yeah, and so he's uh, he's gone. And you you know it's just mm-hmm. you know life is short, folks. You have to you know give people their roses while they can still smell them. Uh, you know, it reminded me, you know, this reminds me of a line that Pete Rose said once. You know, Pete Rose is the baseball player that's been banned from the Hall of Fame. And they said, well, you know, eventually he's going to get in the Hall of Fame. And he said, hey, man, look, I don't care about getting in the Hall of Fame after I'm dead. Who cares? I can't enjoy that. <laughs> hey, if you're going to wait that long, then forget it, you know. So give people their roses while you still have the opportunity to do so. And, uh, you know, and, and give them, and if there's someone out there that you have a, you know, some type of, of beef with or animosity or something like that. Man, life is too short. Squash that stuff. Yeah, I know a lot of people who were, uh, you know, in a situation where they were mad at a relative or whatever the case may be, that relative died, and they are taking it hard because the last conversation they had with that relative was was combative. Uh, they never got the opportunity to say, I love you. So always take that opportunity to let a person know that you care. And, uh, you know, squash beats. Man, squash that stuff. It ain't worth it. All right, it's time for an NPR News update. We'll step out take a quick break. You're listening to the serious side of the J-Rock Show, 347-850-1272. And we'll get into the heavy lifting of the show in about uh, five minutes. Don't go anywhere. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Louise Giovanni. Authorities in Indonesia say at least 170 people are dead after a riot at a soccer match in East Java led to a stampede for the exits. NPR's Michael Sullivan reports. East Java Police Chief Nico Afinta told reporters most of the dead were either trampled or suffocated in a rush for the exits after police fired tear gas at rioting fans who taken to the field after the home team lost. Violent clashes at soccer matches aren't uncommon in Indonesia. In addition to the dead, police say more than 100 people were injured. NPR's Michael Sullivan reporting from Thailand. President Biden and First Lady Jill Biden will visit Puerto Rico on Monday and Florida Wednesday to survey hurricane damage. He spoke at a Congressional Black Caucus event in Washington last night. The Biden administration is working closely with the CBC members to do whatever it takes, whatever it takes help search and rescue recovery and rebuilding is going to take a long time so we cannot tire ian has left dozens of people dead and hundreds of thousands without power and many without drinking water and homes families in southwest and central florida are carefully wading through water dirt and debris attempting to assess what's left of their property following the damage caused by ian Jack Prater of member station WUFT has more. Crystal Edge left the 28-year-old sailboat that belonged to her late mother tied up at a marina underneath the Fort Myers Beach Bridge. It was there when Ian made landfall. After the storm passed, she came back to check on the family heirloom. It had sunk and was piled underneath another boat in the marina. My mom was the type where if she would have been here, she would have stayed on that boat. And she would have tried to ride the storm out. That was her life, that was her baby, that was her legacy. 
With some help, Edge has been trying to recover the mast from the boat's wreckage, which she intends to repurpose as a flagpole to honor her mother. For NTR News, I'm Jack Prater in Fort Myers. Seven Americans who were detained in Venezuela have been freed. NPR's Windsor Johnston has more. President Biden says the Americans were wrongfully detained in Venezuela. In exchange, the White House says Biden made the, quote, difficult decision to grant clemency to two relatives of the Venezuelan president who had been jailed in the United States on drug smuggling convictions. Washington has come under increasing pressure to do more to secure freedom for dozens of Americans being held abroad, including in Russia. Brittany Griner, a professional basketball player, remains jailed in Moscow for bringing hashish oil into the country. Former U.S. Marine Paul Whelan is also detained there. The Biden administration says it's working to secure their release. Windsor Johnston, NPR News, Washington. This is NPR News in Washington. The former president also insulted the GOP Senate leader's wife, Elaine Chao, in the post. Former President Donald Trump on Friday night resorted to violent rhetoric once more as he suggested Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, RKY, has a death wish for supporting Democrat-sponsored bills. Welcome back in 347-850-1272. Donald Trump is at it again. Him and Mitch McConnell, this war between the two of them is starting to escalate. And he's using inflammatory language like a death wish. Oh, my God, man. Uh, that's where we're going to start. Mr. Elias, man, I-, I tell you, I pray for the day where we can have a show where Donald Trump's name doesn't come up at all. And the only way I think that can happen if he takes the path of Rush Limbaugh. Now, I'm not wishing anything bad on this man, but my God, my goodness, what makes him tick? What makes him say the things that he say? Now, look, I hate Mitch McConnell. Well, hate is such a strong word. I strongly dislike Mitch McConnell. But at the end of the day, to sit here and say things like that, knowing that there are people out there that will jump at the opportunity to do something to another individual based on recommendations from Trump, it just makes his behavior reckless. It makes him irresponsible. And I tell you what, his presidency will be a dark stain on this country forever. What's your thoughts, man? Well, you know, in the mortal words of Malcolm X, the chickens have come home to roost. You know, Mitch McConnell is a hateful person, too. Think about think about. Yeah, but you don't wish death wishes on a man. Come on. You don't I'm not like wishing that. death wishes on anybody, but I'm quite sure he's wished death wishes on other people, too. The chicken have come home to roost, my brother. Look, 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 look man, this man doesn't pass anything and, and that he doesn't want to pass that's going to help people. When does he, when does he lend a helping hand to people? So for me to have sympathy for these two going at each other, I don't. But wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, man. Hold on, hold on for a second. Hold on. We have to ask ourselves the question. Now, this country has two political parties, right? So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, if, if you are a conservative and you believe in, you know, uh, being a conservative, I guess, at the end of the day, how can we get mad at people who are trying to, right? Represent what they believe in. 
I mean, isn't that what this is all about? It's a democracy. Does does conservatism mean that you're going to help the rich folks out and shove it to the poor people? Is that that what that uh, means? Apparently it does. That's what they believe in, right? Okay. Okay. Does that mean that you don't fix your roads and your bridges just because you don't want to see another party be responsible for it? Come on, man. Let's just stop. What do you mean let's stop? I'm just... They don't. They don't do anything. He don't do anything to help his constituents. Nothing. Nothing. Well, yes. Nothing. Apparently, he is. Man does. He, nah, he 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 takes money. He and he takes money and lets everybody else pass bills, and they'll pass a bill to get this this done, that done, this done, and he'll take credit for it. But he ain't gonna stand up and say, "Hey, let's take let's take care of these people." He ain't gonna say that. He's not going to say, hey, what do I need to help my constituents get constituents get money? No, what he's going to say is, look what I've done. I didn't, I didn't pass down one single bill to help this thing go through, but I'm standing up here beating on my chest. I have no sympathy for neither one of them, man. I don't. I don't have a sympathy for neither one of them. Well, yeah, no, I don't know. I, I just think that... Yeah, but, but to me, you know, listen, you're you're coming after someone because of what they believe politically versus someone who is just a foul individual, who has no no grace, who has nothing. So you're mad yeah, at Mitch McConnell, yeah. and I'm not a fan of Mitch McConnell either, but I'm not going to sit here and say, well, if someone blows Mitch McConnell's head off, I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, man, you know, thoughts and prayers to his family. I don't yeah, remember saying that when Rush Limbaugh passed away, but, you know. Hey, hey, you said if, if he passed, you wouldn't have nothing to say about it. Look, let, let, well, okay, what do you want to bet that if Trump, if, what, what do you want to bet if Trump runs in 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 twenty twenty four that McConnell's going to run? Well, okay, that's ridiculous. It, well, but but but, but that kind of but, but but that kind of proves my point though, right? I mean, he's like, listen, I don't like the dude, but at the end of the day, you know what he represents. Politically, and I'm not saying it's right, so please don't interpret my comments in that manner. But he said, hey, listen, what this guy represents for me politically, uh, I'm in line with, and so I'm going to vote for him. Yeah, but, 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 yeah, but he's threatening your fa- having your family killed. You, you're going to still politically, that's more important than your family. It's well, I mean, he's not, he didn't make a death wish on him. He's just saying that it's a death wish based on, you know, him supporting Democratic-led bills and the fact that, uh, you know, it could mean something harmful could happen to him. But, I, I mean, I hear mm-hmm. what you're saying. I, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. Suggestions. And how many people think, I mean, how many how many people you think going to follow that, going to follow hell? They, they, they raided Mar-a-Lago, and they, his followers raided the, uh, the FBI camp. So what do you think they're going to do to Mitch McConnell? Come on, he he knows what he's doing. He's not he he's not that dumb that he don't know what he's doing and he's pushing the agenda. So stop, let's just stop. Who are you so talking about? Not that dumb. Who who are you talking about? Trump, Mitch McConnell. He's not that. Well, no, yeah, Trump, well, actually, Trump is he is. But but well, he actually stupid and ignorant. But you know, he's stupid and ignorant, and, and you know, it's like we tell we say this about criminals, right? It's like man, man, they're smart if they just would use some of their. You know, business uh, mindset for good versus evil. They could be, you know, multimillionaires. I mean, but you know, it is what it is. Some people are just built that way. Let, let me, let me, let me go to you, Vanessa. Um, your thoughts on this? Because at the end of the day, regardless of whether or not you believe in what Mitch McConnell is saying or trying to push or his agenda, for Trump to say these things, knowing the political climate in which we live is irresponsible 
And I'll just be glad when this guy is gone from all conversations. And, and it's almost like you said, well, Jay, you wanted to die. I, I don't wish that on anybody. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, he needs to go away. What say you? Clarify. <laughs> Please Clarify do. Clarify when you say go away. Go away. How do you mean go away? Say what now? How do you mean go away? Let's clarify. I, I just, I don't want him. Go away. I, I, I don't want him to be a part. I don't want to talk about him. That, that, that's what I'm talking about. I want him to just go away, right? Because what he's doing to this country, it's not good, right? He has people who will follow him who have drank the Kool-Aid. They're in. They're all in. Proud boys, stand back and stand by. And when you talk to people who are being tried right now for what happened on January 6th, one of the things that they're saying are the, the consistent See, in their testimony is that when Donald Trump said that, made that line, that they were, they took that as marching orders, that yeah. the President of the United States told them that they can do this. Come on. So I'm just ready for him to go away, disappear. <laughs> we all, I don't want, know. Him to just, we all yes. want him to disappear like that. Jay, we all want him to to just be gone, like poof, wake up and he's gone. But you know, when you talk about Mitch McConnell, I I said it from the beginning. I just think that we're not always here to see it. You hate when I say this. We're not always Uh-oh. here to see it, but everybody's going to have their day. And you always say, but that's what I want to see them have their day. But okay, thank I you. Wish, I, I'm a ventriloquist. <laughs> I don't wish anything bad on Mitch McConnell. I don't, because I just feel like no matter yeah. what he said or done to this country, he's going to yeah. answer for it some way or another. So for Donald Trump to be saying that is insane to me. All he's doing is showing people that he is the one who riled up January the 6th. I don't know why. Well, that's the reason why he didn't. he had a hard time getting an attorney. It's because they can't shut him the hell up. They can't shut him up. He just won't stop getting up there saying stuff to make him look pathetic. He he just won't. I just I just dislike I can't say hate because that's such a ugly word and it's such a it is ugly. It, it is. You say hate. It is. But I agree. I just I dislike him so a much. A lot. A lot. Just, Let's emphasize that I, yeah. part. We we don't like this dude at all, period. I, I just like him so much. So it's just all I can say is, God, you are in control, and you need to take care of this because I just don't see it getting. I don't see it getting better. Senate I don't either. In, I just don't see it getting better. It's not going to get better. It's not. It's not. And until he goes away. Okay. And so, and you know, and I'm not wishing death on this guy by no stretch of the imagination. Now, some people can say, oh, well, look, listen, they're fighting amongst themselves. Sit back and just enjoy the party. But at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. There's a book out that says, well, Mitch McConnell became, you know, he was very close. Uh, and, you know, he was very close. He was really considering to convict 
Donald Trump. And this is where you come in, Ms. Elias, because I know what you're saying. Look, no matter what they stand at that podium and says in the Senate, you know, chambers, when they talk about, you know, they have the microphone on and uh, the President Trump is uh, responsible for what happened on January 6th. The President is responsible. He's not anything away from that. He stayed there. He caused this riot. You say this, but then... When you, they said, so, hey, listen, if you feel that he's, you know, uh, this, that, and the other, are you going to vote for him? Uh, I'm going to support the uh, party's nominee. Even if it's President Trump, uh, I'm going to support our party's uh, nominee. So I understand what you're saying, Mr. Elias. It's ridiculous. How can you he say on one hand, guy. yeah, no Go matter ahead. what, you're going to support him. No matter what, he's threatening your family. You know, how, you know. come on, you could say he's not directly threatening them, but hell, okay, if he puts it out there, look, this is what, what could happen. This is this is could happen, and if this does that, this could happen, and and, that, and he's, he's putting subjective thoughts in people's minds, and that's what these clowns are going to do. They follow this. You know, I, I wish I'd have taken pictures of it, but there's a guy on uh, on 30 in Wisconsin and in, 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 in Maryville, and this guy comes out every weekend and has F. Biden signs up and Trump sign and all that, and he's out there selling this crap, and they allow him to sell it. And it's, it's funny to see him, and you should see the people riding by giving him the finger, man. And, but that's just how that's how the thing works, man. These people are going to follow this guy religiously no matter what. I don't, so when he puts that out there, if Mitch McConnell, if Mitch McConnell is going to kiss it. his butt to keep his power, then, hey, man, I have no sympathy for Mitch McConnell. I don't care. I don't Whatever care. happens to him, happens to him. I don't man, care. I don't that's it. not right. Well, that's the truth. Get him, Vanessa. You're going to sit, this, you're okay. gonna sit here and, so and, 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 and say to this man, it's okay. And said, for those of you who wrote in to Jay and said, shame on Vanessa for not caring about the migrants. She's a Christian. Okay. How many of y'all going to write in about Elias saying what he just said? How many? I, I, None I, of y'all. And, 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 and 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 ask and ask me how, how I get. Oh, here we go. Here we go. These, these people are going to they're, they're going to bash this guy regardless of what happened. I don't here care. I'm I'm speaking my mind. I don't care. I'm, I'm at this at this stage in the game. I don't care. Right in. Tell tell them how wrong I am. Guess what? It's gonna roll just like a water off my water off my back. I don't care. I really wow. don't. Because because at the end of the day. At the end of the day, this man is still going to support this stuff because he knows he wants to be in power. Instead of him having the balls enough to stand up and be a man and uh-huh. say, don't you ever say something about my wife or don't you ever come out to my family. He, he, what is he going to say? I'm going to still support Donald Trump no matter what. So do I care? I don't give a damn. I really don't. These people, well, are, they, they're senseless, and they, they're, they're not going to stop supporting him no matter what. What, what maybe, Mr. Elias, he's saying, and Vanessa, help me with this, maybe he's saying, Mr. Elias, he, I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. Maybe he's just saying, you know what, it's beneath me to respond to his jibber-jabber. Okay. I'm just going to continue. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. Am I right or wrong with this? Somebody, you're wrong. If somebody's saying something against no, your wife, thanks. come on. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're dead wrong. Somebody, you know damn well what happened January 6th. You know damn well what happened when people were invading Mar-a-Lago. So for you to spew out this rhetoric. Invaded and, and Mar-a-Lago. Damn about my, 
when they, who, when they invaded who, who, who invaded Wawa? When, 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 when you they mean invaded? Oh, see, don't use that term because see, that's what they're saying. There you go. Use the word, the right word. When they raided Marla, they raided Marla. They served a subpoena. And what happened? They had people going in to try and kill the FBI. All these law abiding, the FBI, the Republican Party is supposed to be the law, the party of law and order. Guess what happened? They they went after the FBI. So do do I care? Nope, sure don't. I don't. Let, let well, chickens have come home with this. And here's another twist to that whole thing. You know, they talk about the Constitution. Nowhere in the Constitution, they always talk about the Constitution says that, you know, a right to a militia, but there's nothing in the Constitution that says that a militia should pick up arms against its own government. You know, once again, it's like you pick and choose what you want to uh, follow, uh, whether it's the Bible or the Constitution or whatever. But I guess the bigger picture here is where do we go from here? Because at the end of the day, the January 6th commission is going to have another uh, hearing. It was postponed postponed because of the uh, hurricane. And a lot of people are saying the reason why Donald Trump decided to ride the hurricane out was because he was trying to get – he was supposed to have a deposition. And so by staying in a hurricane, he decided to stay in Mar-a-Lago so that way the deposition could be delayed. Talk about a chicken. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess he's not a chicken. You decide to stay in a hurricane <laughs> instead of leaving because you didn't want to <laughs> go to a deposition. That's you know, that just, ain't that crazy? But, that, but, but I think that tells us something, though, Vanessa. It really tells us, in my opinion, how nervous this guy is. I think for the first time, that guy is like, oh, my God, there's a possibility that they could throw me in jail. I, I really and truly believe he thinks that he's up against it. I do. Can I tell y'all something I would like to see? Jenny get her own husband fired. What are you talking about? (laughs) Are we talking about Jenny Thomas? Hold your thoughts on her. If you're talking about Jenny Thomas, she's coming up later in the show. You can say everything you want to say about that crazy witch. But, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, we're going to talk about her later later on in the show. But, but, but this thing with Trump, um, the, the fact that people follow him to the end of this earth, I, I can't understand it. I don't get it. You know, it's like it's to me, it's equivalent to to us following the Ku Klux Klan. They say they don't like you, right? And you still gonna rub? Oh well, you know, I love the Klan. Hey, we don't like you, Negro boy. Get out of here. Trump has already said that those people are disgusting to him. But guess what? They run right there. We love Trump. Oh God. Get the Kool-Aid out. All right, this past week we talked about, earlier uh, during the show, we talked about what was going on in Florida. In this week's edition of Informants, unless something that you need to know, we're going to take a closer look at what the people in Florida are going through and the way uh, and the long road of recovery. It's Kavina time, Informants, unless something that you need to know. We'll be right back after this. Don't you go anywhere. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rowe Show. Gulf Coast of Florida is still cleaning up from Hurricane Ian and floodwaters that are just now receding. Dozens have died in the state and some 900,000 people still didn't have power as of this morning. 
NPR's Quill Lawrence is in a disaster zone in the state, and he sent us this report. Francie Pewson moved to Florida a year ago from Illinois after she retired. She bought a place in Palmetto Palms, a tight-packed neighborhood of mobile homes. This area has made it through storms in the past. They said the last storm they had, Charlie, only two of the homes were damaged. This time, she says, the storm surge wrecked every home in the park. My coffee table's on top of my kitchen counter, so the whole place is, it looks like a, it looks like a bomb went off. The water is still ankle deep in the road. She and her neighbors are wading through it to salvage things like clothes, but they're mostly hoping for federal help. It's hard to get insurance for single wives, so uh, most of us are uninsured. Just up the road, the only bridge to Sanibel Island collapsed, and it took until Friday for rescue crews to begin ferrying survivors back to the mainland. Shelly Walton and her husband Rob have lived on Sanibel since 1981, so they've seen storms, but this time they waited too long. My son was he lives on the mainland and works for the chamber and was like, you've got to go now. But that's when they were telling us, no, stay in place, hug her down. Lee County officials are facing criticism for not ordering an evacuation earlier. As the water was rising, the Waltons went up to their attic. And they were like, okay, we don't want to be trapped up here. So we went back downstairs and swam through our house and tried to figure out what to do. It shivered a lot. <laughs> it's amazing how cold that water was. They made a last phone call to their son, Aaron, with the water rising. Last I had heard, like I said, was water was up in the chest and didn't want to assume the worst, but I was trying to stay positive and it was rough. The water crested just in time for the Waltons to not drown in their kitchen. There was no power or cell service, though, so they couldn't call Aaron for three days. Wednesday, 3.30 is the last time I've heard from him until, like I said, a little glimpse of hope there. I mean, uh, I, the person I spoke to her on the phone was about an hour ago. The Waltons are heading home with their son, but many of the Sanibel residents here went to a shelter nearby. Sitting outside the shelter was Rafael Rousseau from Venezuela, who's only been in Florida for a month. Just one inch of water reached his house, but he came to the shelter for the electricity and food and because he was scared. They don't have hurricanes like this in central Venezuela, where he's from. He wasn't sure what welcome to expect as a foreigner at the shelter. But no one even asked if he was from the U.S. And he says he's grateful to all the people dropping off donated food and clothes. Sitting next to him smoking a cigarette is Mark Sturgeon, 61. He lost his mobile home in South Fort Myers. It's, it's done. It's water was about a foot below my roof. He works maintenance for a building on Sanibel Island. He planned to ride out the storm there on the third floor until... Something just called me. Mark, you need to get off the island. I left at the last minute because of my car. He was afraid insurance wouldn't pay for his car, so he started driving. He just had new wipers put on. They went flying off. Some young kid put them on, didn't put them on there right. So now I'm coming across the bridge. I can't see two feet in front of me. I'm praying, and I'm shaking like a leaf. I'm scared. The bridge collapsed not long after he crossed. He's still shaking as he tells the story. Sturgeon says he had quit smoking, but this week he picked it back up again. Quill Lawrence, NPR News. Hi, 
Dr. Emily Vincent, part of the clinical team at Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana. It's October, which is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Breast cancer is the most common cancer in American women, and it's the second leading cause of cancer deaths for women. The good news is there is great screening that can catch breast cancer early when treatment is most likely to be successful. Start with breast self-awareness. You know your body better than anyone. If you notice something unusual or different, talk to your doctor. And begin having mammograms when your doctor recommends them. Usually that's around age 40, but it can be different for everyone, depending on your health history and risk factors. Talk to your doctor or gynecologist about breast cancer screening and what you should do. It could save your life. Online radio at its best. So many of you know so much about this as well, and you're committed. And I want to thank all of you here, for, including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here. For an event today, the president appeared to look around the room uh, for an audience member, a member of Congress who passed away last month. He seemed to indicate she might be in the room. The president was, uh, as you all know, you guys were watching uh, today's event, a very important event on uh, food insecurity. The president was naming uh, the congressional champions on this issue and was acknowledging her incredible work. He had, uh, he had already uh, planned to welcome the Congresswoman's family uh, to the White House on Friday. There will be a, a bill signing in her honor this coming Friday. Uh, so, of course, she was on his mind. She was of top of mind uh, for the president. He uh, looks very much looks forward to discussing her remarkable legacy of public service with them when he sees her family this coming Friday. Welcome back in. It's 46 minutes after the hour. You're listening to the serious side of the Jay Rao Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Thank you guys for being here. President Biden, uh, in an event, uh, was acknowledging people uh, that championed a certain bill that he had signed, and he was asking uh, for Jackie. Jackie is a congresswoman who died in a car wreck, I want to say maybe two months ago. Matter of fact, he and the First Lady released a statement, uh, you know, sending condolences to her family. Uh, but uh, the president uh, asked, was she there at the event to, you know, acknowledge her for all her hard work she had done for that particular bill? Um, Vanessa, let me start with you. This is a campaign ad that's already written, right? I mean, um, Democrats... And we talked about this before. They were concerned about President Biden because of, you know, he already, he has a history of gas. He, he does that. But they were talking about his age and the fact that he, you know, he looks his age and that sometimes he says things uh, that make people that, you know, have people concerned. So I don't know if you heard this, but, you know, just the fact that he was, you know, trying to acknowledge someone who had passed away. Does that uh, give you cause for concern moving forward as he prepares to, uh, you know, run for re-election? What did he say? Say now. So I always stick his foot Did you even listen to the hit that came in? You didn't hear that? I did. 
But let me, okay, let me, well, yeah, so he was asking, he was at an event, he was acknowledging people who played a role in, you know, bipartisanship and trying to get certain bills uh, across the finish line, and he asked about a congresswoman who had passed. That was dead, okay. That was already dead. He would say, is she here? Where is she here? Where's Jackie? Is she here? Uh, oh, oh, oh. And here he and the first lady put a statement out when she passed away, uh, you know, acknowledging her death and stuff like that. And we need to get somebody else to run. Y'all want to get mad at me when I say here we you need go. somebody here else you go. younger to run. So, you know, y'all get mad at me when I say it. Oh, my God. Who's y'all? Take you know, take your show. You know, take your feelings off your shoulder. Well, but Jerome said oh, Biden was doing a good job, but he might be. But he needs. We need to have somebody younger. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But he's always done that. He's always said stuff that he shouldn't have said. I mean, he's when he was young, he did it. I mean, that's he just does it. I mean, he he just does. Like he, well, he's, he's known to be gaff prone. I said he's known to be gaff prone. That's for sure. Out there and he rides the bike, gets his foot stuck in the pedal, and falls. He know the Republicans are going to be talking about that on Fox, and Hannity's going to have his way with that. So it's like, why can't you just exercise Can he do inside, exercise inside the White House like other people? Well, you, you can't do that because people like you think that he shouldn't be running, so he has to show people that he's active, that he's alert, okay. and uh, things of that nature. So, you know, I mean, listen, everything you do in public okay. is for a reason. You know, Bill Clinton okay. used to go jogging with the cameras were on him, and then as soon as the cameras turned off, he made a left turn to McDonald's. So, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, you know, it's all about trying to show that the commander-in-chief is in charge. So, but but I guess – but the bigger picture here, Mr. Elias, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. Um, aren't you are you concerned? Nope. I look at the job that this man is doing. He got Bill Back Better. He's passing he's passing bills and getting stuff done, and in his short time of presidency, that no other president has done. So, am I concerned about him making a gaffe? Hell, we all make gaffes. Hell, I can get up and Mr. go downstairs. Mr. Elias, come on, man. Are you serious? I mean, we're talking about he he was asking for someone who was dead. And you can't tell me that if this was Trump that y'all would be all over him on. Come on, man, stop. We can't be hypocritical because we we, we support the man. He's making gaps all along, Jay. He's been making these gaps all along. Look look at this presidency. That's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the bills he's getting passed. I'm looking at things he's getting done. And 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 okay. we gonna sit here and act like he's not doing these things because he Who made a gap. Oh, I, he uh, made a gap. So what? Because he made yeah, a gap. Come on, okay. stop. Think, I'm sorry, man. Think, think, think about think about what he's gotten done. Think about what he's uh, gotten uh, done in his short time. They said you couldn't guy. get gun reform done. He's got that done. They said he couldn't yeah. get the, he couldn't get the infrastructure done. He's got that done. Yeah. They said he couldn't <laughs> get student loans. He's getting that done. He's got that. Look at it. Look at look, look at the job that he's done. He's done. Look at it. They said this thing. He's got more done than Barack Obama. He has, but because he's old, yeah. Les, it was still offensive to that person's family. I don't care what he paid. That would be like somebody okay. checking to see if your mom was there. 
you would just come through the thing. You would just go off on them. I mean, you would be looking. No, it's a lot of because it's some people ask me. It's some people still ask me. Hey man, how's your mom doing? Oh, she passed on. Or how's your brother doing? He passed on. Okay, well, that's, but that's different. Okay. okay, but let me ask you a that's question. Different. Did they see? Did they see you a sympathy card saying, "Hey, we're sorry for your loss," and then they come back and ask, "Hey, how's your mom doing?" That's Are they gap. almost eighty years Things old? Happen. Things happen. It's a oh, gap. He's man, getting, he's you, know, job, you, you know, you know. This is, why, this is why. This is why politics, man. You know, this is why you know. Okay, this is why people, you know, you sound just like Democrats did when Clinton was impeached. You know, everybody has a reason why, oh, well, he's doing this. We're going to turn a blind blind eye that he was having sex with an intern because he's really doing a great job. And and this is on that same basis. And that's what Mitch McConnell, we just talked about Mitch McConnell. We just talked about him. Yes, we just talked about Mitch McConnell holding his nose and voting for Donald Trump. How is that any different? Okay. How is it any different? Because this man is getting the job done. Mitch McConnell ain't getting the job done. So then we, okay, in Mitch McConnell's eyes, Donald Trump is getting the job done. So now what? Donald Trump was getting what job done? What job did Donald Trump get done? In Mitch McConnell's eyes, he was. No, man, he was was using it as a tool. What job did he get done? Oh, you know what? He didn't get nothing done. Stop. Name me a a bill. Look, I'm not, listen, listen, dude. Oh, oh, man, well, listen, trust me, he had tax reform. Where, where, where the rich, uh, you know, got got money. Okay, but that's not the point, Mr. Elias. Yeah, but that's the point. The point is, is that Mitch McConnell thought Donald Trump was doing a great job. That's why he's going to vote for him again. And okay, we sit here yeah, and condemn right. that but, during but, the last but, but, block, but now it's okay because it's, it's 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 Biden. Okay? No, what I'm saying and what I'm saying yeah. is that man is getting he's doing a hell of a job. I don't want no in your mind. He makes gas. Well, I guarantee and you, I can go can, talk to the Republicans. They think mind, he's doing a horrible job. Hell, okay. What bill? What? How can they say that? Okay, okay, well, they can say it. How can they say it? Numbers speak people lie. They are saying it. Numbers speak people lie. You can yell till your face fall off. You can sit here and say what you want to say. Republicans, I can go out and find 10 Republicans that says he's the worst. I know you don't. If he gave them millions of dollars, Republicans are going to complain. Stop it. Well, there you go. Stop it. No matter what he did, they're going to complain. So what's your point? What's your point? So so you're saying you can find a million Republicans to do it. No matter what, they gave free health care to these people. They the Obamacare. They gave it to them. What is like your Obama, point? I don't like Obamacare. They're what's your you, point? You just said you could find Republicans to go complain about the job he's doing. So what? They're going to complain. That's what they do. Stop it. They don't, they okay. don't work together bipartisanly. So that was a okay. dumbass statement you just made. Say, it wasn't a dumbass statement. It wasn't a dumb statement. My point, listen, the point, stop. The point I was trying to make was the fact that Democrats, when it's their guy, it's okay. If Donald Trump would have done that, you guys would have went berserker, and you know it. You know it. If Donald Trump would have said, where's Rush Limbaugh, we would have been like, oh, my God, he's see now, he's crazy, blah, 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 blah. Okay, Come on, guys. man, just ding, acknowledge ding, the ding, truth. Ding, 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 ding. It's time. The party's over. Let's move on. Hey, 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 h
Watch your anyway, shit. I'm not we're not gonna change the topic, Vanessa. The topic, but the the point is that <laughs> Democrats were concerned about this very behavior. Yeah, it's a gas. He's known to be a gas machine, dude. We understand that. We know that. But we can't sit here and stick our head in the sand. He is almost eighty years old, and he's making these okay. guys. I guess. Now, let me come to your defense here, Mr. Elias. I think what you're saying is that because this is a democracy and not a monarchy, he's not the king, so he can't sit here and say what I say goes. So he has smart people around him. He has young people around him. So at the end of the day, he's okay because there are people that are going to make sure he stays on track. I guess that's where you're going with this. What I'm going, right. what I'm going with is I'm counting, I'm counting his record. I'm getting well, but he's, but, but he's yeah, you're right. They say he wouldn't get passed. I, I agree. So that's what I'm going on. I'm going I on agree. That. I'm not going on, on on him making a gap. I'm not going on that. You're going. You're well, going because of the fact. Well, what he's getting done. And the reason gap, why. The reason why you're not going with that is because once again he has smart people around him. It's not like he's making decisions by himself. I'm with you on that. Okay. Okay. Now I'm with you on that. What did he get done? What did he get accomplished? But see, but once again, you keep wading into these waters. What I'm trying to tell you is there are two different political parties in this country, and it doesn't matter what you think is right. If the other party don't like it, they're going to say it, and they're going to support their guy that they feel is getting things done for them. So they, they didn't like roads and bridges being done, huh? They didn't like oh that. Oh, my God. Here we go. They didn't like, they didn't like Vanessa, the come on, Vanessa, help me out with this, dude. Vanessa, come on, Vanessa, help me. Because Trump people can say that he was a job creator. They said well, that he, well, he created well, so many have, jobs. He had, low numbers as, he had the same low numbers as, as Biden? I bet he did. Well, he had lower numbers than Obama. He had lower numbers than Obama. numbers than Biden. We're talking about Biden. Why well, we're talking, Obama, about Trump. we're talking about Biden. We're talking about Trump. We're talking about Biden. You, and you know Obama. why he had lower numbers than Obama? Obama? Because I he was said, riding I, Obama's I, coattails into his presidency. And, and so, and, I mean, and, so and, Republicans and, 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 used and, and, that. Is he exceeding President Obama's record right now? Is he exceeding it? Is he beating him? What does that have to do? What are you talking about? We're not. Who are you talking about? As far as okay, as far as I things, wanted to make a stop. comment on your yes, somebody else, man. Stop. Yes, Vanessa, go ahead. I wanted to make a comment when your storm segment played. This is something that this is something that they said on the news this morning. Even and this is important to my boys. If you live somewhere where there's water like, Jay might live on the other side of Houston from me, but he's in a flood-prone area, and I'm not, and I'm Just 45 my minutes from Galveston. Huh? Jesus Christ. No, go ahead. Finish what? your thought. Nothing. Go no, ahead. My thought is flood insurance. So it's a very okay. important announcement that I was making, Jay. Please get oh. flood insurance. Those people in Florida, a lot of them did not have flood insurance, and they're going to be in trouble. Uh. FEMA is yeah. not going to cover all of that stuff. Their insurance is not going to cover that stuff. Don't think, oh, my house insurance is going to cover. No, it ain't. You have to have some common sense that even though my house, neither one of them are in a flood zone, but I bet you I just paid almost $2,000 in flood policy like last week. So I'm just saying 
you know you got a flood policy. You have to put the money to the side every month or whatever, just like you do any other bill. And you need to insure your house. Because when it bottom line is when the storm is over and FEMA comes, if you don't have it, you're not going to get it replaced. That's my public service announcement. And that's a PSA for Vanessa May Belly from the McAnally. And on that note, we're going to stop by and take a break. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I take a look at my life and realize it's not enough. Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it. Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of. You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking. Or you and your homies might be lying in chalk. I really hate the trip, but I gotta low. As they croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke. Fool, I'm the kind of cheater little homies wanna be like on my knees in the night, saying prayers in the street light. situation they got me facing i can't live a normal life i was raised by the shit so i gotta be damn with the hood team too much television watching got me chasing dreams i'm an educated fool with money on my mind got my tin in my hand and the gleam in my eye i'm a low-down gangster set tripping banker and my homies is down so don't arouse my anger fool death ain't nothing but a heartbeat away i'm living life do a die what can i say i'm 23 now but will i live to see 24 the way things are going i don't know
the NAACP is committed to equality for all people, especially the equality of foundational black Americans. Every other child gets a chance at economic equality. Every other child gets a chance at living the best life they possibly can. Doesn't he deserve a chance to? Learn more at NAACP.org. Online radio at its best. New developments in the controversy involving Brett Favre. His charity, Favre for Hope, donated more than 130000 to the University of Southern Mississippi Athletic Foundation from 2018 to 2020. That, according to tax records obtained by ESPN. During the same period, Favre was trying to raise money for a new volleyball stadium at Southern Miss where he played football and his daughter was on the volleyball team. Favre for Hope, with mission statement says it provides support for disadvantaged and disabled children and breast cancer patients receive public donations. This comes after it was reported Saturday that Favre continued to press Mississippi state officials for help in paying for the new volleyball facility months after being told by then-Governor Phil Bryant that the misuse of more than $5 million in state welfare funds could be illegal, according to text messages in a court filing. Also, Favre, Sirius XM and ESPN Milwaukee radio appearances Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two six minutes after the top of the hour. You're listening to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, which happens, you know it, every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. And the plot thickens. Uh, more details are coming out as far as what's going on with Brett Favre stealing money from needy people. Now it looks like the former Hall of Fame quarterback knew. Uh, text messages are saying that the former governor of the state told Favre that, hey, listen, the misappropriation of these types of funds could be illegal. And yet still he continued to press and press and press to uh, get money. And so his uh, Favre Promise uh, Foundation organization that's supposed to have needy kids to use money from that to help build some type of uh, a facility at his own high school. I mean, this story stinks, 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 stinks. And Mr. Elias, I guess I'll start with you since it's a sports theme. Um, why, um, why is Brett Favre not in jail? I guess that's the question I'm asking. Because <laughs> um, he's Brett Favre. Hell, it, yeah. it, it, you know that's 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 what I can tell you right now because he's Brett Favre and. Hell, I had it, had it been, I'm like, I'm like, um, what's his name? Uh, Shannon Sharp, when he said, had, had, had it, had it been T.O., uh, T.O. would have been, he'd have been gone, you know, he'd have been, and, and, you know, like when T.O., they, when they, when they, they went through all his, for the, for the Hall of Fame, they went through all yep. the stuff that T.O. had to went through, but when Brett Favre went through the, the Hall of Fame, they didn't bring up the, the drug allegations of him. Yeah, uh, being addicted to drugs, or him nope. sending his PT to that to that lady on the jet in the Jets organization. So, nope. look, man, he, they they get away with murder, and they're gonna continue to get away with murder because this Brett Favre, and Brett Favre is a popular person in and in, in Mississippi, and all he's the golden child of Mississippi. So, but he's stealing money, so his, his and you know he should be, he should go down. All those all those involved should go down. Not, not one of them should get off. Well, Marcus, Marcus Dupree, Marcus Dupree is one that was involved in that too. There's a couple. There's a couple other people that was involved. The governor, uh, the, the, well, yeah. the, the person that the, the the governor appointed, 
They should go down. Marcus Dupree is black. What, what do you say about that? What do I say about what? Marcus Marcus Dupree is black. Huh? Marcus Dupree is black. Okay, he should go down. I don't give a damn. Okay. If you're stealing money from poor people, he should go down. Okay, because you said they. Care. They get away with this all the time, so I'm just trying to clarify who's they. So you're talking about rich people? Yep. Okay. Well, Marcus Dupree is rich. He's not I don't rich. know how rich. I want to say I don't think he's rich, but mean famous people. You know, it's amazing, uh, Vanessa, when we when you really peel back the layers on this story and the more it comes out, I mean it, it this to me this is a lesson. And and one of the things that Charles Barkley was criticized for back in the nineties was a commercial that he made that said, I'm no role model. And he's been asked subsequently after the fact, you know, that commercial was thirty plus years ago, but he's been asked you know, why would you put that out there? And he says, listen, you know, parents should be the role models for kids. Don't You don't know these athletes. You know these athletes when they play on television. That's it. You don't know them personally. So your teacher, your, you know, your pastor, uh, uh, you know, your parents, they should be your role models. Do you agree with that statement? Or should we continue to, you know, hold people in the public, you know, public arena, hold them up as role models? Or is there a combination of both in your mind? I, I think it's both. I don't think that they're role models, but I do believe that because they are in the public eye and children do watch them, children do what they see other people do and sometimes act the way they see other people act. So I'm not going to say they're a role model. I'm just going to say that the kids are watching. But to you, them, you, don't think, you don't think President Obama's a role model? I do. I think Michelle does too. I do. Oh, okay. I said, sure, okay. I do. I do. Okay. Because when black children see Michelle and Obama, they think, well, if they can do it, so can I. So, yes, I mm-hmm. do think they are a role model. I do. I think that Kamala Harris, as much as I don't like her, I think that she is as well. Well, why, you know, out of curiosity, why do you not like the vice president of the United States? Or have you already told like us this and we just forgot? I didn't like her when she was running. I don't like her demeanor. I don't like the okay. way she was acting. I don't like some things that her staff was saying to people on Facebook. So if her staff is ignorant and says that kind of stuff, it does have a reflection on her. So I, okay. don't, I didn't like her then. I'm, am I glad to see a black woman as a vice president? Absolutely. But do I like mm-hmm. her? No. Interesting. Okay, fair enough. All right, All right. listen, you, that's that's uh, that's fair. So 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 now, um, people can say that. Okay, I asked the question why he's not in jail, and, and listen, I think realistically we have to acknowledge the fact that it takes time to put these things together. You know, if you're going to present a case to the grand jury, you need to make sure you cross all your T's and dotted all your I's. And I think that's what we're seeing here. Maybe that's the reason why uh, this guy is not, um, you know, being, uh, he's not in jail. They have to put together everything. As the, as the investigation unfolds, we're, we're finding out more and more about what he did, how he did it. And the fact that he knew that this money, because remember, he said he didn't know where the funding was coming from. Well, that's a lie. 
Here's something else, too, that I don't understand. We as parents tell our children not to lie, not to steal, not to do any of these things. And I I have to assume these folks who are famous, who are robbing and stealing and all these things, are telling their kids not to do this. How can you fix your lips and tell your kid not to lie when you go on television and lie every day and go day? I, I, you know, I just, it's just one of those moments. I don't know if you remember the Arsenio Hall show from back in the day. Things that make you go, hmm. Do as I say, Jay, not as I do. But how can I tell my children, how can I say to my children, you're in trouble if you tell lies and I'm lying through my teeth? How can you look at your kids when you know you're lying, especially if you're a public figure? I wonder what Trump's young son is thinking of him right now. Dude, you know, you, you, because regardless of what we may think, a lot of these young kids, they hang around with more of their friends are progressive, right? And so they hang around with those individuals. Because I remember the story we did on uh, what's the guy, Mr. Elias, his wife uh, was uh, Donald Trump's Carrie Ann Conway, was Donald Trump's aide or something like that. And then her yeah, husband, Kellyanne Conway. Yeah, but then guess what? Their, their kid is on Twitter blasting them on, you know, the things that they believe blasting in. Blasting so, her, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, her, yeah. exactly. So, so you know, we can sit here and think that the kids of some of these Republicans are, you know, Republicans, but a lot of them are hanging out with young people that are that are more progressive, and they are, you know, they are finding that their beliefs are very similar to their friends. But for Brett Favre to take money like from Giuliani's daughter. Yeah, exactly. Case in point, absolutely. But for Brett Favre to take money from people who need that money, it's just something that I just cannot believe someone who has millions and millions of dollars. And I think last week we said this guy made over $100 million in his career. You're going to take money from mm-hmm. folks who need food stamps and need it in the poorest but state of the nation. Did Trump did it. He stole the money from council children. You think they care about that? He stole the he money from children. Trump's people, his children in New York, stole money from Trump's charity. Of that course. particular charity yeah. was yeah. for children. Yeah. Yeah, but, so but we all know that it was, it, it was a sham. It was a sham. It's a sham. You know, Donald Trump, all the stuff that he put together was a sham. You know it. He did that I'm stuff to make saying. money. Just, they you, say this if whole Trump can cor- do it, they can do it. Yeah, well, this whole correlation of, you know, let's spend, send money. That's why Steve Bannon's butt is in hot water. Hey, uh, send money uh, so we can help build a wall. He must be talking about a, a decorative wall in this house because all he did was take that money and use it for stuff to buy exotic cars. I mean, I, you know, and as I say that out loud, how can you be so gullible to take – that's like some of these mega churches, and I know I'm going to piss some African Americans off when I say this. When they stand in front of their congregations and they say things like, you know, we need you, we want to have an extra offering because we really need to, you know, get money together so the first lady and, and the sons can go overseas and go on a $10,000 shopping spree in France. And there are people in church that are struggling. 
you're asking these people to give money so y'all can go out and buy designers in France. You're not even going to go to Beverly Hills. You're going to go to France to spend the money. But it's so wrong with that picture, right? Are there churches and, and that I, really do that? Oh, yeah. I attended one. I, I mean, they actually stand there and say, we're going to use the money to go shopping, or do they say, yes. please put the money in church because we need to go buy an nope, air conditioning nope, unit? Which nope, one is nope, it? nope, nope. It was an, it was an anniversary and they were saying for the for the anniversary, we want to send the first lady and the two first sons to uh, France so they can go on a vacation and a shopping spree. I said, man, I couldn't get out that church fast enough. I couldn't get out that church fast enough. I couldn't get out that church fast enough. I said, are you serious? Oh, my God. Oh, we need Woo. to take an extra offering because we need to buy a helicopter for the pastor so he can get oh, to the now, other churches to do is. services. That's called well, the love of the, the. That was a love offering of something. I know. I know about yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what they call it. Yeah. Well, yeah. they got pastors got four or five jets. Hell. So yeah. It's no different. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Now, now my y'all remember, can't go there. Huh? My times can't go there. My, no, well, but you, you oh, wait a minute, hold on. Your tithes are your tithes. You can't control what that church does with your tithes. What are you talking about? But I cannot go to that church, so they won't get my tithes. Well, that's, that's true. I agree with that. My tithes, okay. They pay for that, so I can't go to that church. Right. Right. Exactly. But then nope. we did a story a few years ago about a church who, instead of them taking money from their, you know, from the congregation, they pick families every freaking month to pay off. They, their goal was to make everyone in their church debt-free. And people, they oh. interviewed the pastor, and I remember them asking him this specific oh, question. He says, wait a minute. They, they're, this church on the East Coast, and I can't remember it. We did this story a few years back. Their number one mission is to make sure everyone in that church is debt-free. So they pick a family, and they get that family out of debt. Yeah, every week. Mm-hmm. And, they, and and they asked the pastor, why does the church do this? And he said, at the end of the day, you know, we're going to, you know, he didn't, this, this, these are my words, not his. They're going to reap the benefits of this because once everyone is debt-free, you can pay your tithes. You can do whatever you need to do. You, you ain't got to worry about it. And then they asked this yeah, pastor that about. That don't mean they're not going to go back and run them credit cards up. Well, that's, that's true. That's definitely true. That's true. Uh, you know, once they get you out of debt, now I'm assuming that once they once they pick you, once your turn has been pulled, after they, they've cleared you of debt, you can't come back. It's a wrap. That's what I'm assuming. Okay. I don't know. So let me say this. Let me say what? this, and I'm going to let you finish that. Let me say this. Tithing is not easy to pay regardless. I don't care because, yes, it's 10%. Oh, my God. Some months it's like I just can't afford to pay it. But you have to pay it. Because if you don't, Malachi chapter 3, verse 10 says to put it in the storehouse. This ain't man saying to do it. This is the Bible saying to do it. Oh, no, I agree with you. you, But if you don't do it, I don't care. What I'm saying is, Jay, is I don't care if those people had bills. We all got them, but you need to pay your tithes, and then you will yes. see your blessings come and get you out of debt. 
No, I, listen, I, I'm with you on that, but let's be real. I mean, because there's there's a worldly view, there's a Christian view, and then there's a worldly view. A worldly view is people's like, look, I'm not going to give you 10% of my income if I can't afford to eat. Because they ain't they ain't well, in it like that. I hear what you're okay. saying. I well, remember I met this guy a long time. So that they can see that if they pay it, then God is going to take care of them, and they will have more debt enough to eat. Listen, Vanessa, you're preaching to the choir. I'm just telling you that that's the reality. I remember this 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 guy I met when I first jumped into the real estate game, right? And he talked about how he said he says the same thing you say. He says, "Listen, he said I always pay my tithes." He said, I don't care what's going on. And he talked about, and he proved this to me. He said, "When you go down to Kashada, look up on the board. You're gonna see my name up there." He said, they send transportation from me. I go down there and hit them big all the time. I said, man, that, that's kind of a conflicting and message, you know right? What? I never hit jackpots or any of that in Las Vegas. Never. I'm still waiting to hit one of those $50,000 bingo games. Well, you, but well, you, you know okay. what? Yes. Huh? I'm still waiting. But you know what? Yes. I get my blessings in so many other ways. Oh, my, I, know, I know you do. My trailer. I, I just paid it off. Bobby and I have set income. We don't work. We can't go out there and get overtime. So Marriage. God sends it in other ways. Yeah. And there you go. So there is your Sunday morning. There's your pastor. I hope you're listening. I hope you are listening. That's your Sunday morning sermon from the serious side of the J. Rouse show. We'll take a break. We'll be right back after this. Online radio at its best.
today, nearly one in five Americans are living with a mental health condition, from our children and grandparents to our veterans, coworkers, and neighbors. For all of us, our mental well-being is just as important as our physical health. But unfortunately, most of us don't know how to recognize the signs that someone is in emotional distress. And so many of those who are having difficulty can't get the help they need. And together, we can change this. We can start by visiting changedirection.org and learning the five signs that may mean someone is struggling and needs help. And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, connect, help folks find the hope and the support they need. Together, we can change the story about mental health in America. Together, we can change direction. Three point seven five zero one two seven two is our caller number. Welcome back in. You're listening to the serious side. It is 27 minutes after the hour. Glad you guys are with us on this beautiful Sunday morning. It's time to say good morning to my fam. What's up, big sis? Good morning to you. How you doing on this beautiful Sunday? I'm good because I'm still dancing to that song. I love that song. That's right. Let's get it on Sunday morning. Let's get it. Let's dance. Yeah. Jimmy Bohorn. Let's do it. Let's dance. Let's dance across the floor. My main man, Mr. L to the E to the S, the DJ extraordinaire. Mr. L, yes, man, good morning. How are you, sir? Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. And uh, good morning, Nessa. Uh, good morning, Kathleen. Uh, good morning, Red Sister. Uh, good morning, Real Delia. Uh, good morning, Momo B. Uh, and good morning, uh, Melanie Music. And the first song was Coolio J. Just told you the last song was. And good morning, my brother Hulk. And good morning, my brother Jerome. There you go. But, Mr. Elias, I think she likes it when you do it. Why don't you go ahead and tell her, man? Because, you know, you have this special bond with Marianne Music. Why don't you just go ahead and just tell her, brother? Let's dance across the floor by Jimmy Horn. Jay just told you. There you go. There yeah. it is, Jimmy Bullhorn. <laughs> we have to start mixing some of those in for Vanessa. I want to say what's up to the pastor. Now, listen, I have to say this. I haven't had an opportunity to uh, get out to any of the sites. I'm going to try to do that before the end of the show. Unfortunately, I've been dealing with some behind-the-scenes technical issues, but let's see if we can get some stuff in. But I want to say what's up to the pastor. Mr. Elias, can we say hello to some people in the chat room, if you don't mind, sir? Uh, right now, there's just Covina Man that's in there. Well, that's all we need. Covina Man. What's up, Covina? What's happening, brother? My brother from another mother doing your thing. I still laugh when I think about how, I don't know how Covina found the show, but I remember when Covina first got here, man. Oh, my goodness. Covina Man would be in that chat room, boy, talking crazy. Like, come on, come on Covina Man. You can't. Oh, oh, oh my God! I mean, he be in there going off on white folks. I'm like, Kavita, man. But my man, uh, brother, when I tell you that it is a, just a privilege to have you on board, I don't care if no one else listens. As long as Kavita man is in the house, we good to go. You, the pastor, Marietta Music, some of our people that have been around for a long, 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 long time. Yeah, you, you too, Ricky. I, I know, man. You, you don't. Uh, I don't get chance to read a lot of your comments, but I know you leave comments during the week, and you know we appreciate you. So once again, I'll try to get out there on social media, pick up some stuff. But I know people are listening, and we thank you so much uh, for being a part of what we do. Because uh, if you guys didn't listen, we'd be talking to ourselves. 
So thank you for being a part of it. And uh, like Vanessa said, let's do it. Let's dance. Let's dance across the floor. Let's get into this next topic. Online radio at its best. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas' wife, Jenny, testified before the January 6th committee today. Just found this how the session go today. The answer, it turns out, is yes, she does believe the election was stolen. The committee's investigators interviewed her for nearly four hours. The conservative activist first came under scrutiny when it emerged that she had sent text messages to the White House Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows, urging him to tell then-President Trump not to concede the election. Emails, records, and reporting indicate that Jenny Thomas was also involved in some of the aspects of the fake elector scheme to deny, to deny Mr. Biden's rightful victory. January 6th Committee Chairman Betty Thompson says Jenny Thomas told them she does still believe the election was stolen. He described Thomas as a witness and said the committee has not accused her of anything. Jenny Thomas' attorney tells NBC News she answered all the committee's questions. Her attorney insists Thomas was focused on ensuring that the reports of fraud were investigated. Oh, boy. Uh, that's the wife of a Supreme Court justice. Jenny Thomas says, or told the January 6th committee that she believes that the election was stolen. After 62 attempts by Trump and Trump associates and affiliates have tried to get this thing overturned, in all 62 cases they lost. And most of these losses were in the courtrooms of Trump-appointed Trump appointed judges. And yet, here this woman is, married to one of the most powerful people in this country, and in some cases, one can argue the world. And she says that she still believes that the Trump, that the election was stolen. And let's take it one step further, that her and her husband have a steadfast rule that they do not discuss what she does in the political arena or what he does on the court. Right. If you go back and read another comment that they made is that, you know, that he shares, and this is what Clarence Thomas said, uh, he uh, he shares everything with his best friend, his best friend, which is his wife. If you've been married to anyone for any significant period of time, there's no dang old way that you're not telling them what's going on. That's a lie, and you know it. But here we are. This is what we're dealing with. person is married to a Supreme Court justice, right? The same Supreme Court justice, by the way, when – a case was when a case was presented in front of the in front of the court about releasing information pertaining to the Trump presidency and the administration. Everybody said yes except for one person, and I'll give you one guess if you could tell me who it was, Mr. Elias. Come on, we Gold all star. know who it was. Come on, it was man. Clarence Thomas. Come it was on, Long Dong Silver. Sister <laughs> Jenny. <laughs> oh gosh! I, I mean, you, you, we laugh at this stuff, but it's really not a laughing matter. It, it's really when you think about it, these people are educated. I said this before. You know, I know people who are smart as hell, but they love Donald Trump. I no longer associate with them, and I start questioning the validity of their education. But it's amazing. 
people who give up to charities, people who help the underserved, but they believe that this guy is the greatest thing since sliced bread because of this public persona that he has of being a business guy. I remember this VP told me one time, he says, hey, he says, look, and this is before Donald Trump threw his ring in the hat, threw his hat in the ring, I should say. He said, you know who I wouldn't mind seeing run for president? He said this back in, you know, during the 2016 election. And that guy out of New York, he said, I know he'll never win because, you know, some of the stuff that he says. He says, but I tell you what, think about a guy like that who has made millions and done all these different things. Once again, hoodwinked. I give Donald Trump one title, and you know what? And I give him this title unconditionally. He is, in my opinion, the greatest con man that has ever graced the face of this planet. He conned himself. He conned himself to become the most powerful man in the world. If you if, listen, give him his props. I'm going to stand. You know, let me stand up. Standing ovation for Donald Trump. Bernie Murdoch don't have anything on him. None of these guys who create Ponzi schemes have nothing on this cat here. He is the biggest shammer and the biggest con artist that this world has ever seen. And it's amazing that you have people like him, you have Jenny Thomas. Come on, Miss Delias. You're trying to tell me that doing pillow talks, she don't talk to Clarence Thomas about none of this stuff? Come on. She's definitely talking to him, and that's that's not even an issue, you know, for some, for somebody to say what well, she said she didn't. She's lying. Cause, you know, he said I share everything with my best friend. I'm quite sure she, she ain't going to sit back and say, well, I'm not going to tell him anything. Come on, stop. These people are ridiculous, and they're going to continue to be ridiculous, and people keep, 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 you know, protecting them. They won't tell the truth about them. Bottom line is what it is. You know, Vanessa, once again, the fact of the matter is that they fix their lips to lie with a straight face. I'm like, you know you're lying. Who who would believe that you've been married to a man all these years and you don't talk about anything you do? That's your whole life outside of your marriage. So what do y'all talk about? Your whole life is being a, a political activist. So if you're not talking about that, what are you talking about? She's not going to school. I don't think they have any kids. What I may be wrong about that. What color scarf she wears? Because she keeps wearing the same scarf on TV. I oh, think well, okay, there you go. That, that's she a great conversation a for a marriage. That's the only Stop. TV. Okay, but you Stop know what? Even, yes. Okay, let's say she wasn't telling him what she was doing. And they wrong. They literally say, how? Wait, wait. Yes. Wait. 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 They live in the same house. So he don't hear her damn telephone conversations. That's a bunch of crap. Well, I don't know he about that. I mean, do you, you listen to Bobby Jones' conversation? Do what? You don't listen to Bobby's telephone conversations, do you? Hell yeah. I be saying he'd be standing right next to me. Oh, my. What, you want oh me Lord, to get up and read a room because he's on the phone? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, you. Go, I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why I asked you that, but go ahead. I don't know why you asked that. me that. Forty yeah, years, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. thing I can know. But am I to come in there just to listen? No, no. 
but you're but not going to excuse yourself. She knows what she's doing. Because else, the husband wants to know what the wife is doing just like the wife wants to know what her husband is talking to. You think that don't go both ways? Yeah, but at this Please. point in your life, listen, at this point in your marriage, is, is that really a concern? Are you concerned about who your wife is talking to? If you've been married this you know long, what? I mean, don't. Oh, wow. Uh-uh. I guess. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I can tell uh-uh. you. Nope. Mm-mm. Always concerned. Wow. Always that's, concerned. That's... Okay. Well. Uh-uh. Always. Because okay. when you stop being concerned, it's when you got some issues. So, uh-uh, because women oh, always know. Well, see, something. I don't agree with that. Okay. I don't agree. I think okay. that if you've been, and I don't know, I can't, you know, you're a woman, I agree, I can't. I, I know I, I how can't. old women are, so, no. She, she, he, she, she well, wants to know what he's doing more than he wants to know what she's doing. I bet you that. Wow, that's crazy. I don't know. Let me tell you, do you no, agree with that statement? That's just true. Do you agree with this? If you've been married all, but 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 okay. Well, you're right. I guess that that uh, squashes that conversation. Okay, let's get back to Jenny. <laughs> she said, "Hey, you can't speak because you don't have this parents I have." Well, well, yes, he can. Yes, he can. Let me let me ask the question in in this way, Miss Elias. If okay. you were you got married to a female at this stage in your life, are you really and truly concerned if she's on the phone talking to somebody? I mean, are you really that like, well, who are you talking to? No, you didn't right. You well, okay, then you ask it then. Well, you ask it then. Well, you ask it then. Ask it right then. If, if I didn't ask it right, you ask married, If you are married, and even if you've been married five years, 20 years, 30 years, okay. Okay. you do not, won't you at least be interested in who your wife is talking to on the telephone? Or you I thought I just asked that same question, or did I word it differently? It's interested in what she's doing, who she's talking to. Yeah, I'm I thought not you would be. Yeah. At some question. point in time, you would be interested in, in who your wife is talking to. Yeah, most definitely. That's, that's right, Jay. Well, You're uh, the one who ain't going to okay. be interested in what the wife is saying or doing. No, it, or no it's not like that. No, but what I'm saying is, is that are you interested? I mean, am I going to sit here like who are you talking to? I mean, I'm I'm not doing. No. I mean, that don't even make sense to me at this stage. Like, okay, listen, I trust you. You do what you do. You want to talk to me about it? Let's talk about it. But I'm not going to drop my wife on the phone. Helping to plan a coup. <laughs> if I'm on the phone and my wife is, I'm standing by my wife and she's trying to help somebody plan a coup or find out why the president ain't doing this. That yeah, I'm gonna stop in my tracks to see who is she talking to, and I'm gonna ask, who are you talking to? So is it a situation where you're asking who they're talking to, or is it the fact that you're just interested in what she's talking about? Now, that's two different things. Both. I want to know who you're talking to and what they're talking about. I want to know both. Why are you talking to somebody at the White House about what's going on with the election in the committee on January the 6th? Yes, I want to know who she's talking to, and I want to know why you're doing it. But you do that to Bobby Jones, and he's not in the White House, so why do you do it to Bobby Jones? Oh, child, please. That's why I've been married 40 years. I hear you. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So, Ms. Kelly, as, as we begin to shut this thing down, um, why haven't we heard? I'm pretty sure that the other uh, justices are married. We're not here to. Shouldn't there be something? First of all, two questions. Question number one Do you think that these people should have lifetime appointments on the bench? Not at all. 
Nope. So how long do you think nope. they should be on the bench? Five years. Only five years? Mm-hmm. Yep, five years. Mm-hmm. And I, I, only, I give them five years so they can clean up the messes. That's how, or otherwise, it'd be four years, just like the... They got to run for election every four years. You got to run for you got to get out every get new justice every five years. So wait a minute. So, mm-hmm. so do you think this should? So do you think this should run for uh you know run for office? Like you know you have some of your local judges that run for office. You think they should be yeah. on a ballot somewhere? Are you yeah, sure about that? Because then if that's the case, who knows? They may all be Republican based on uh you know gerrymandering and stuff. So you would uproot the current system that's in place. Yep, I would definitely uproot it, most definitely. Well, that's mm-hmm. not our wish. That's crazy. That makes sense to me. Because then now you, you have the possibility of not having one. Well, then you have the possibility of not having one progressive judge on the court. Stop, man. And we talk about gerrymandering all the time. You might, you know. You, you might, you might not. Hell, it depends on, hell, you, you got people well, saying. What do you mean? Well, you don't vote stop, man. Like, and you don't like, okay, you're right. Yeah, you always right. Let me, let me, let me, let me. No, no, no. But listen here. to what you're saying. You contradict what you say, Mr. Elias, because we say all the time. We, Mr. Elias, let me ask you this question. This country is what? Center what? Is it center left or center right, in your opinion? Center right. Interesting. So why has this country, why is this country, in the last, I want to say, dang, I had the numbers in front of me when we talked about it, but I'm going to just throw a number out there, and please don't hold me to this, and I'll get the correct information next week. But this country for the last, I want to say, last 20 or 30 years have voted Democratic overall mm-hmm. in all elections. Mm-hmm. So they're not center, center right. But but why is it that most of the bunch of right wings out there? But, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. So, 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 why, if that's the case, if this country has voted majority Democrat over the last twenty to thirty years, then why do Republicans hold most of the state houses? Because of gerrymandering. Okay, so now if you know that's in, if you know that's in effect, then why would we want to give the, the you know, the court, the highest court in this land, for for, for them to g- gerrymander that? Well, you know, does it make okay, a difference? Though I guess, I guess the question is, does it make a difference? It would, it would make a difference because you got to figure your state no, no, that are heavily Democratic would would, would would put Democratic people in place. Yeah, but okay, yeah, it would, it would be different. So. Yeah, but they'll be they'll be but they'll be you know they'll be running on a national campaign. But the bigger picture is here is that what difference does it make? Because if the bottom line, if you only have three, you know, quote-unquote progressive judges on the court, it doesn't matter. None of the progressive policies are going to get passed. Look, you know, Roe v. Wade, gone. So does it even make a difference? Eventually it might. You never know. If they I don't know. A lot of stuff that yeah. these people – think about think about what, what happened in um, – Kansas. I don't agree with you. Think about what happened in Kansas. Okay. What happened in Kansas, that was a whole – that was a completely red state. What happened? They voted that crap down. Yeah, when that's one issue, though, Mr. Elias. I don't care. That's, that's one, one issue. issue that, but, but, that, okay, that's one issue that caused a, 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 a whole state to turn. A whole state to turn. whole state so to turn what? If you were Supreme Court justice, if you're, okay, they, that, that whole red state voted against the Supreme Court justices, didn't it? 
That whole state did. So if you, but they if didn't you vote against the Republican people like running for office. Okay, but they voted against the Supreme Court justice that pushed that through. So if, if, if they you voted against the decision that the Supreme Court justices put. They they they, they okay, voted against that if decision. You, if you're putting out laws that these people don't like, you think they're gonna vote for you? No, they're not. Uh, yeah, because there are a lot of Republicans still in office, and most of the stuff that they represent. You know, they did a generic okay. poll last month, and they just threw topics out there on the table. And do you know most of Americans voted 60, 30, 65, 35 Democrat? But then when they put the D's and the R's in, it, it changed. It became damn near 50-50. Exactly. So, so if you're running, what, what, if you're running off of what you're passing in laws, not as a Democrat, not as a Republican, you run off what what you pass in laws but, is different. But dude, you're, they are. Different. Oh my God, dude, they are. They are running. Oh my God, okay. kill me when you because oh, your opinion is always the right one. No, oh I'm God. just saying what I you're saying don't oh make sense God, to me. You just said that. You it don't just make don't make sense, sense to me. me. Hell, okay, well there you go. Proven. They they voted down what the Supreme Court is putting through. And, and, and it's an unpopular vote. Where if you keep passing laws that these people don't like, they'll fight against you. Laws are okay. totally different than what they when they when they play this game. Yeah, but 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 the point you're missing is that it doesn't matter. You have Republican senators who have gone against uh, Roe v. Wade, but I guarantee you they're gonna win. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, and, you're not and, voting and, on the and, law; and, you're voting and, for the person. And and. And, and all these same Republican senators coming out and saying, I'm supporting Roe v. Wade. I believe in the No, they're not saying it, but everybody knows their position. What difference does it make? Because it's unpopular. It's un- it could, okay. okay. If they were running on the, on the true part, a ticket that they're going to run on and say, hey, I'm voting against, the, uh, uh, I'm running on Roe v. Wade, what would happen to them? What would happen to them? Why are they backing that up? Why are they backing that up right now? There are some of them that are actually saying that. Uh-huh. And they're going to win. And what's happening to them? Yeah, okay. Where they're winning. I get it. Okay. Yeah. We'll there you go. To be continued. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. NPR hey, News okay. update. And we'll f- yes, go ahead, Vanessa, real quick. Yes. I'll be interested sometimes in my telephone conversation. He said, well, Vanessa, yes. we have two different worlds, but sometimes you do bring up a topic. And, yeah, I do stop and see and listen to what you're talking about. So, see, after 40 years, I'm trying to tell you, both sides still listen to what the other side is saying. Hello, you may go to the news now. Thank you, Vanessa. <laughs> Gunfire rang out last night in the capital of the West African nation of Burkina Faso, one day after members of the country's military supposedly ousted another military officer who himself had led a coup there earlier this year. Ishma Fundikor reports the leader who purportedly was removed has not resigned and his whereabouts are unknown. A statement attributed to Lieutenant Colonel Paul Henri Zamiba on the president's Facebook page urges the coup plotters to, quote, come to their senses to avoid the fratricidal war that Burkina Faso does not need. On Saturday, supporters of coup leader Ibrahim Traore attacked the French embassy in Ouagadougou, the capital, and the French institute in Bobo Diolasso. They accused the French of harboring and supporting Damiba. Traore took power after Damiba's government, which deposed and elected a president in January, failed to contain Islamist militants who have fought the government since 2015. For NPR News, I am Isma Fundikwa in Blawayo, Zimbabwe. October is the month when Nobel Prizes are awarded, with this year's season of prizes kicking off tomorrow. The first is in the category of medicine. 
followed daily by physics, chemistry, and literature. The 2022 Nobel Peace Prize will be announced at the end of this week, the Economics Prize the following week, each prize worth nearly $900,000. The Nobel Prize Committee says there are 343 candidates for this year's Peace Prize. I'm Louise Schiavone, NPR News, Washington. All right, folks, it's time for Pastor Steve's State Your Case, where we read comments from the world-famous chat room and from social media. And in full disclosure, I haven't had a chance to pull anything from social media. But I do have something I want to read. But Mr. Elias, man, do you have anything you would like to add to this segment? No, there's nothing in there. Okay, so let me read, uh, let me read what Real Delia said. She says, I am with... LES in supporting Joe Biden because he's doing a great job and the gaps are not important. It is not so offensive that he forgot that the woman had passed away recently, even after expressing condolences when she passed. He deals with more people per day than most of us in our jobs. Donald Trump said Frederick Douglass was doing a great job and getting recognized lately and he's been dead over a hundred years. There you go. So now, there you go, Mr. Elias. You have support from the real Delia. But then she just brought up mm. the fact that Donald Trump said what he said about Frederick Douglass. And that was my whole point. The bottom line is when you say stupid stuff, you need to be called out on it regardless of who you are. As far as being concerned about his gas, hey, listen, I, I hear you. I mean, if that's the way you feel about it, that's the way you feel about it. Thank you so much, sweetie, for your comments. We appreciate it. Uh, and on that note, you know what time it is. Online radio at its best. Folks, it is time for our final thoughts. And Vanessa Mae Belly from the McAnally, who eavesdrops on Bobby Jones' conversations. Uh, final thoughts. From Vanessa, who Bobby doesn't have a life. I really don't have to eavesdrop on his. But he oh, does damn. have a word about it. <laughs> wow. Right. Okay. You know what? Yes. This has been a rough couple of days for me with my friend losing her husband and my friend yeah. trying to get him through his birthday and get him through yeah. my party and it passes away about a week later. It's been a rough couple of days and it's going to be a rough upcoming week. Uh, so please just say a little prayer for me. So that I can help her. Give me the strength so I can help her to get through this. So all I can say is y'all get some good laughs this morning. And y'all are my boys. Y'all are my brothers. My own sister hates the fact that I call y'all my brothers. Uh, but y'all are. And I just love y'all and thank y'all for giving me a good laugh this morning because I needed it. So y'all have a good week, a blessed week. And if y'all don't want to shoot, shoot up a prayer for me, her name is Sharon. Shoot up a prayer for Sharon Evans. Absolutely. Prayers going up for her, and thank you so much. And uh, I can't speak for uh, that other guy over there, but uh, I am so happy uh, that you call me one of your boys and call me your brother because that's how I feel about I just, you, and you know it. So I love you more than anything. Uh, than uh, uh, anything. And let me say this to you. What my man say, I love you. It ain't a damn thing you can do about it. <laughs> Mr. <Mister> L.E.S. <laughs> Final thoughts. 
Most definitely. I, I, I echo those sentiments, and that's, you know how I feel about you. You're definitely a sister to me. And, uh, you know, I'm definitely going to be praying for you and your friend this week because losing someone is a difficult, difficult thing in life. So I'm definitely going to be praying for you. And, uh, you know, you know, just, just, just be there for your friend and be that shoulder that she needs to cry and somebody that she can talk to. So I get it. And, you know, just give her a hug for much. Uh, that's it, Mr. Elias. No, no, uh, no, go vote and all that stuff. You, you're. What are well, we doing? You know, well, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Not this week. You know, sometimes, sometimes you need to take a break and stuff, and sometimes you need to just shoot. You know, right now we need to concentrate on Vanessa and pray for Vanessa. Absolutely. Well said. Y'all see why Absolutely. I love them? Do y'all see why I just love them? They for church every Sunday. I just love them. Mm, look at that. I feel it all the way over here. The north, you love you north side of town. I'm having a party Absolutely. at the beginning of the month. Look, I'm having a domino party, Jay, so get ready. Well, you know, just tell them to get ready to lose. All right. Uh, <laughs> my, my, my final thoughts are for brothers out there who are single dads. Um, you know, sometimes we talk about how things are women for the most part, and let's just be honest, women for the most part are underserved in our community. Now we have the U.S. government telling them what they have to do with their bodies. In most cases, they don't make the same amount of money as their male counterparts in the professional world. So let's not act like that, you know, we need to do a better job at making sure that women are a part of what we do and they get equal pay for equal work. I'm a fan of that. But there is one arena where women have the advantage, and that's the advantage when it comes to child support and things of that nature. I just... You know, there are brothers out there that are trying to do the right thing by their kids. And there are some mothers out there who are not allowing that to happen. And for those mothers out there who are doing these things, you need to stop it, right? You need to embrace the fact that you have a person or a man or a father or your baby's daddy who wants to do the right thing and try to be in that child's life. Stop trying to run interference. Stop saying bad things about the man in front of the child. What happens between you and that man is between the two of you. Don't bring his child in it. The baby is already an unattended victim in, cir- in some circumstances when parents are divorced or if there's a uh, kid born, born out of wedlock. You know, don't make it any worse, right? So embrace the fact that you want to co-parent. Do those things. It's in the best interest not only for the child but for you as well. And on that note, Mr. Elias, uh, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Wow. So, folks, it's been a pleasure to serve you as always. And I can't wait. Well, we're only like, I think, less than 60 days. Johnny D will be back in the house. I cannot wait until he's back. And his family was affected a little bit by the hurricane, but they're fine. Thoughts and prayers to him. And thoughts and prayers to all of my peeps that I know that's out there in that area. I've checked in on all of you guys. You seem to be doing okay. But we'll continue to pray for those who were uh you know, who have lost everything. I can't imagine it. <laughs>